thing when really eternity is what is important. Eternity is in the heart of every man. You know, I know that uh, what the Word of God says, and uh, you know what the Word of God says, if you're reading it, and you better be reading it. Uh, someone said that uh, the Bible was basic instruction before leaving earth. And might I say, that's not just not a, a, a catchy little quip. That's just not something to be said. It is basic instruction before leaving this earth. And we want to get it right. And we're living in really perilous and dangerous times. And the Bible has predicted the hearts of many will grow cold in this end time. Because iniquity, and that word iniquity means lawless or rebellious. And I can tell you today that there's very few in the body of Christ that can take correction. Very few. You go to correct people. I know as a pastor, if you correct someone in the Lord, you may offend them or they just may skate out and go find another roost, another place to go. But that's the, that is a, the spirit of the age is lawlessness. We're seeing that in our government. We have a very, we're no longer a nation of laws we are a lawless nation, and uh, that is the spirit of Antichrist. That's the spirit of the age. Lawlessness will rule and is ruling now. Uh, so it's important that we really give consideration to eternity. And you just think about how many people are going into eternity? You know, you can find anything on the Internet, and they even have a, a world death clock. And it shows you the clock, and it shows you, and there's, there's close to two people dying each second. I mean, that's, I did this some time back. Oh, wow. 160.6, they say, die each minute. 6,392.70. Per hour, 6, 000, over 6,000 people die every hour. That means before we get out of here, the two hours that we have spent in here, uh, 13,000 people have died. Close to 13,000 people have died. Wow. 153,424.70 uh, die every day. I, I know of three people personally uh, that, are, that are personal in my life that are right now on their deathbed. My best friend in California is on his deathbed. Uh, I've been expecting a call any time. Uh, there's 4,679,452 die every month. We don't think about that, huh? Wow. 56 million people die every year out of the close to 7 billion. That's a lot of people. 
plane was shot out of the air the other day by the Russians. 298 people went into eternity. There's three on board. I think there were three infants on board. We know where those infants went. But you don't know where the others, if they were at the age of accountability, where they went. That's important. And uh, get this, 89,000 die every year, uh, or die every day in their sleep, in their sleep. I mean, that's pretty, pretty alarm, alarming. Sheila went to her class reunion, and the class reunion, she said there was a, a list of her high school students, classmates, old classmates that are already in eternity. A long list. A long list. Wow. Yeah. So, basic instruction before leaving earth. The word instruction means knowledge or information. It means knowledge or information imparted, given, orders or directions it's the act of furnishing with authoritative directions on how to live your life in preparation for eternity. This book right here. Amen. Says it all. Amen. There's no greater authority than God's Word. I tell people, if you want the truth, go to God's Word. Believe it, because it's true. In the end, in judgment, at the great white throne judgment, the books will be open. What books is he talking about? These books right here. 66 books the kids sing about will be open. Jesus said, I didn't come to judge you, but the words that I'm speaking in that day will judge you. Well, you know, uh, we have to be really careful about the word Grace. And you come back tonight, and, and I'm going to talk about the, the doctrine of grace. We can make grace so cheap, and we can, we, can, we can take what is so beautiful and turn it into something that could be our destruction. There's people that believe that they're covered by grace no matter what. There's people that believe once you're saved, you're always saved. You can never lose your salvation. Uh, that is... Uh, not scriptural. We don't believe that. We don't preach that here. We are saved by grace through faith, and that faith must be kept through to the very end. Amen. We have to keep the faith. Amen. Well, I wanted to go to 2 Timothy, and I want to read again 2 Timothy. I've read this in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. I want to read those three, uh, two scriptures, and then go into chapter 4 for Four, four scriptures. 2 Timothy 3.16 says this. All scripture. Everybody say all. All. All, <laughs> all means all. We can't pick and choose. But all scripture is given by inspiration of God. That means it's inspired of God. It means that it's God-breathed. 
It's God speaking. Amen? And it says, it is profitable for doctrine. Amen. You want true doctrine? You, you, you get it in the Bible. Doctrine means teaching. It's good for reproof. How many of you know that reproof is a good thing? See, the Bible is like a mirror, a, a looking glass. When you go to the mirror, you can see yourself in that mirror. Well, the Bible mirrors our lives, and we want to live according to the Bible. And when you look into the, the, the Word, it's a living Word. Amen. And that's where our life is at. It's good for correction. Good for correction. You know, I would, I would rather be corrected now than suffer the consequences. Amen? Amen. Yes. You know, they said when they were going to the moon, they had to correct their course every 10 minutes to hit that destination they were shooting for, the moon. I mean, that's incredible how they did that. But they had to have a, a course correction. And there's times that we need a course correction. Amen? It says that it's good for instruction in righteousness. And that means instruction in holy living, how to live our lives. Amen. And getting into the fourth chapter of that same book, Paul goes on to write, he says, I charge thee, Timothy, therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word. The emphasis is upon the word. Preach the word. Be instant in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering. He said, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lust, they shall heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. Now, you don't want itching ears. You want the truth. Amen? They shall turn away their ears from the truth, and they shall be turned un unto fables or that which is false. A lot of false teaching is going on in the circles of Christianity today. You can't turn your Christian television on without being very discerning about what you're going to look, look at. Uh, so anyway, thank you, Father. Jesus said this. It is written, and God, he gave this in Deuteronomy 8, chapter 3, and it's an exhortation to obedience to the Word of God. He said to Satan in the temptation in Matthew 4, 4, he said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word, everybody say every word, that proceeds from the mouth of God. Where did this book come from? Where did this Bible come from? Huh? Do you receive it as God speaking? Better. Huh? 
You know, there's people that want to question the Bible. There's people that want to, well, was that interpreted right? You know what the devil wants? He wants you to make it an opinion, your own opinion. Well, this is how I believe it. No, the Holy Spirit has been given to us to lead us and guide us into all truth. When you go to this word, go seeking, amen, the will of God for your life. Is there an area I need correction in? Do I need reproof? Do I need instruction? Yes, I do. As long as I've been with the Lord, I still need to be instructed of the Lord. Amen. Every word in this book. So I can't pick and choose. Huh? And that hyper-grace teacher that said that not all that Jesus taught was for the church today, I got news for him. Jesus said, the words that I speak, heaven and earth will pass away, but these words will never pass away. Amen. And it's not just for certain people. He speaks, amen, we want to listen every word. Say what? What did he say? Who is this speaking? It's the one who has the authority. It's God speaking. What did he say? Man shall not live by bread alone. But if we're going to live, we're going to live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Hallelujah. And let me make it very clear. We're not under the law. We're not living a legal type of life. We're not living in bondage to the law. We're living, amen, in agreement with the Spirit, amen, and being filled with the Spirit and led by the Spirit. And this book and every commandment in this book is for our life. Amen. The life of God is given to us. It's the only way to live. If we don't live this way, we're fooling ourselves. This is the only source of life. This is the book of life. Hallelujah. He said, I set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. You will choose, he said. And he says, choose life. Choose my words. Choose my words. Amen. Hear the word of the Lord. Amen. Choose the word of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Well, Jesus taught that there was only two kinds of people in the world. The foolish and the wise. Did he not? The, the, the foolish and the wise. He said, the wise are those who will hear my words and they will do them. That's a wise man. Pretty simple, isn't it? Mm. Well, the foolish are those that hear his word and they go out and nothing happens. Same old, same old. How many people come to church every week in America and they hear the word of God and it goes right over their heads and they go out and they just live their lives and they come back the next week and it'll go over their heads and nothing changes. No, we don't want to be that way. We want to be wise. We want to hear it. And once we hear it, we want to do it. What God says, we want to walk it out. Amen. It becomes, the word becomes a work. Amen. And so we're actually working the works of God. Huh? 
Thank you, Jesus. You know something? If the church would take the Word of God literally, what it says, and walk it out and do what it says, we would see great results. When Jesus resurrected from the dead, he said, all authority is given in my name. And he said, you go in my name, and in my name these signs shall follow them that believe. First thing he said, you're going to cast out devils. Amen? He said, you're going to lay hands on the sick. And they're going to recover. I'm not going to ask how many of us laid hands on the sick this week and prayed the prayer of faith. That should be happening because it's the Word of God. Well, the wise hear and they do. The foolish, they hear and they don't do. It's a matter of obeying. It's a matter of Walking in faith. You see, faith is, and obedience are the same. You can't say we believe the Word of God if we don't obey the Word of God. But if we hear the Word of God, the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. But faith is an action. And if you don't act it out, amen. What would have happened if, uh, if Noah when he heard that judgment was coming. What would have happened if he didn't act out that faith of hearing? He moved, the Bible says, with fear to the building of the ark. And we're here today because of it. Amen. Praise God. Well, I just want to give you a few scriptures. Proverbs 1, 7 and Proverbs 15, 5 says this, that the Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Proverbs 1.5 says this, A wise man will hear and will increase in learning. Proverbs 8.33 says, To hear instruction and be wise. Proverbs 4.13 says, To take hold of instruction and let her not go. Huh? How many of you know that the enemy, this is what he's going after in your life. He wants to undermine this, this word. Absolutely. I said he wanted to make it, reduce it to an opinion, your opinion. But he knows this word is powerful, and he's subject to that word. Thank you, Lord. Proverbs, for, Proverbs 9. I want to go to Proverbs 9. I want to read in Proverbs 9. And I want to read verse 9 and 10. And here's what it says. Give instruction to a wise man, and he will be yet wiser. Teach a just man, and he will increase in learning. And then in verse 10, it says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the holy is understanding. You know, God is looking for those that are of an humble and a contrite spirit, it says over in, in Isaiah. And one that trembles at my word. You know, we need 
the fear of the Lord, the reverence of His Word, that we would be afraid not to obey His Word. How many of you know this isn't something just as automatic in your life? You know, it'd be wonderful if we just, we just automatically obey the Word. No, you know, it comes down to this. Everything in our walk with God is a choice. Amen? We choose that life. We choose it. Lord, I choose your word. I'm going to live according to your word. And you know something? Once you give the green light to the Holy Spirit, this is where the joy of the Lord comes in. This is where the life that Jesus promised in abundance will come to us as we live according to the word of God. Well, Proverbs 12, 1 says, Whoso loves instruction loves knowledge. And Proverbs 23, 12 says, Apply your heart unto instruction and thine ears to the word of knowledge. Praise God. Well, I'd like to read one more passage out of Proverbs. In Proverbs chapter 15, I want to read there in verse 31 through 33. It says, The ear that hears the reproof of life abides among the wise. You know, when you go to this book it's a living book it's alive it's 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 god breathed it's alive just like when god breathed into man the breath of life this is life amen and when we go there amen and we hear we're hearing god how many of you when you go to the word you're hearing god huh i mean He's speaking. God is speaking. And it's mighty. Amen. He that refuses instruction despises his own soul. Now, you know, if you're a Christian that never takes the Word of God and never studies the Word of God, never reads the Word of God, you're refusing instruction. You know, to get, we need to read the instructions. Huh? How many of you are good at reading instructions? Some people are, some people aren't. Some people, you know, when you get something put together, you know, better read the instructions. But some people don't read the instructions. But when it comes to what I'm talking about, we better read the instructions. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. He that refuses despises his own soul. But he that hears reproof gets understanding. And then again, the fear of the Lord, the fear... Everybody say, the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom. And he said, before honor is humility. Hallelujah. You know something? When we humble ourselves, amen, to his word and say, God, this is my life. This is the way I'm going to live it. Amen. We will know. Amen, what Jesus was talking about. Basic instruction before leaving earth. Eternity. After all, it's just eternity. Wow. You know what? Eternity is timeless, right? And it's that, that timeless is, uh, state into which the soul passes at death or for we as believers at the rapture. And it lasts forever 
and ever and ever, and it's endless. Thank you, Jesus. And how, do you, how many of you know it's the fact that every person on this planet, amen, being alive today has an eternal destiny? They're going one place or the other, either heaven or hell. And for, for us, you know, it's just a breath away. It's just a heartbeat away. Brother Don Charbonneau, you know, his heart stopped six times the other day. Six times. I went to see him, and he can't even cough because that procedure of shocking him back does something to the muscles. It, it really damages the muscles. But he was, he was that close, and he didn't even know. He wasn't even conscious. But it's, it's just a heartbeat away. Or it's just the blink of the eye. Everybody blink your eye. In the twinkling of an eye, the Bible says that Jesus will come again. Amen? So, how many of us are believers today? Everybody raise your hand. There's a few that wasn't, didn't raise your hand. Huh? Everybody a believer in here? I, I believe everybody's a believer in here. Amen. So, as believers, heaven and eternity should be far greater than anything in this world. I mean, this, this is such a simple message, but such a needful message. Heaven should be more important than anything. Have you ever heard that uh, expression, people are so heavenly minded that they're no earthly good? I don't believe that. I, I've never seen anybody too heavenly minded. In fact, I think we ought to be heavenly minded. <laughs> In fact, this is one of the basic instructions of God's Word to us as believers. And here's what it says in Colossians 3, in verse 1 and 2. It says, if you be risen with Christ, how many of you have been saved? You know you're saved. Yes, well, you were raised out of death into life. Amen. If you're saved, you've been risen with Christ. He, you not only died with him and was buried, but when he arose, you arose with him legally. Amen. And when you have, have passed from death into life, you were raised from the dead into life. And if you've been raised with Christ, what's it? it the basic instruction? Seek those things which are above. What is he talking about? Above. Where Christ sits at the right hand of God. And then the next verse says, Set your affections on things above and not on things of this earth. That's pretty basic, isn't it? Oh, man. You mean I got to live that away? Oh, how boring. No. 
that's when life becomes exciting. Amen. Ooh, Lord, help us. Jesus, help us. I'm telling you, I'm crying out to God for the body of Christ. There is so much that God wants for these days. This should be and will be the finest hour of the church if we get it right. Amen. You cannot expect God, amen, until you know God in the power of His Word. You can't expect God to use your life in the capacity that He is wanting to use your life. Interested? Wow. Oh, man. Oh, Brother Dale. Couldn't you preach on something else? Huh? Praise you, God. Set my affection on things above. Yeah. God's got good things. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And, and how about in the light of his coming? Is, is that really important? Is there any basic instructions uh, in the light of his coming? Th there really is. Uh, I don't know. It was only Jesus talking. I don't know if we should pay attention or not. Don't be fool. Don't be a fool. Don't play the part of the fool. Hear what Jesus is saying. Here's what he's saying in the light of his coming in Luke 21, 34. Here's what he said again. I repeat this. Take heed to yourselves. In other words, take heed how you're living your life. Huh? What are you living for? Are you living for this life? Are you living for eternity? Are you living for the Lord? Are you really seeking the Lord? Amen. Amen. To, to do those things that He wants done. You see, the church is His body that must carry out and occupy till He comes. And that means to do what He would be doing if He was here. And people say, well, how do I get started? Well, the Holy Spirit has been given to lead us and guide us, amen, into all truth. And as He leads us and guides us, I want you to know we're going to get those divine appointments. We're going to be at the right place at the right time, and God's going to use us mightily, amen, to bring, amen, life and light into people's lives, as Sheila was talking about. He said, take heed how you're living at least at any time your hearts be overcharged. Overcharged. Burdened down. It says with surfeiting. That's like a drunken nausea. You know, you can get drunk on anything but uh, alcohol. You can be drunk on sports. You can be drunk on hunting. You, I mean, let's face it, we could name a lot of things that we could we could give our attention to. He said in surfeiting and drunkenness and the cares of, how about the cares of this life? Hmm? How, 
How many of you know about CARES? Anybody got a CARE? Anybody had a CARE? If you've never had a CARE, I don't believe you. <laughs> Just living in life, there are CARES. The cares of this life. Well, you know what the Lord said? He said, don't, don't get taken up at this level. He said, don't even seek what you're going to eat, what you're going to wear. He said, your Father in heaven knows what you have need of. He said, consider the, the fowls of the air, how he feeds them. Are you not much more value than they are? And he says, you consider... Amen. The Lord. He's our provider. Don't get caught up. You know, he said to lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. And in America, we lay up treasures on earth that they rust away, they get old. I'm not going to ask how many have storage units. But that's a very profitable business today. In fact, my neighbors, they're just moving, and they're kind of disappointed because they have to rent two storage units. And I'm sure they're not cheap, probably 100, 125 a month. And they will pay that, and pretty soon they will maybe have a, a storage unit sale. And they will get pennies on the dollar for what they invested in. But let's say you could have the whole world and in the end lose your soul. What would it profit you? Jesus asked that question. You know, at best, all we can have this for is this present little dot, this little speck of eternity, just a grain on the seashore, sand. A grain of sand in the light of eternity. That's all we can hold it for. You know what the Word of God says? Naked we came into this world, and naked we will leave this world. For it is certain we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain that we will carry nothing out of this world. And the only thing we get out of this world is our relationship with God, amen, and what we send ahead, amen. Laying up those treasures... I really believe is investing in the kingdom of God, promoting the kingdom of God, doing what the Spirit tells you in the light of helping the poor, in the light of promoting the gospel, sending missionaries. And speaking of missionaries, the missionary giving is down to very few families in this church that have a missions vision. Oh yeah, we'll tip the missionary when he comes by. No, we need, we need to invest in missions. Amen. Amen? You don't go wrong investing in the kingdom. Amen. I really believe that. And did you know if you invest in missions, every, every soul that is saved, you will be rewarded for? You didn't go, but you helped that other person go in your place. Amen. Well, that wasn't in my notes. But Jesus said that. He said uh, to take heed to yourselves. 
And then he said something very important. For as a snare, it shall come on all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. You know, that could happen today at 3 o'clock. It could happen before we get out of here. Oh, Brother Dale, you really believe that? Yes, we do, don't we? We believe that, amen? We believe in the Lord's coming, and we believe it's going to be just the way Jesus is talking about. And here's some more basic instruction, he said, to watch ye therefore. Watch. Watch. What's that mean, watch? You're going to go out, and you're just going to be like this, gazing at the sky? No. Watch how you're living. Amen? Watch what you're doing, amen, with your life. Watch. Amen. Be awake and be awake to what the hour, the hour is so late. Jesus is coming. He is coming. And he says, watch. And then another thing he said, pray always. Pray always that you be counted worthy. Whoa. To escape all things. I thought when you're saved, that automatically makes you worthy. No, you got to be ready. You know, there's people that's living any and no way. I can tell you one thing. That 40% of pastors that are hooked on pornography, if they're in front of that, that uh, computer, when that day comes, if they're sitting in front of that computer, they're going to still be sitting in front of that computer. I believe that. believe that with all my heart. He said, to pray always that you be counted worthy to escape all these things. Oh, and I forgot to say that there's even a greater percentage of the church, professing church, men and women that are hooked on pornography. Does grace cover that? No, grace is not a license. It's an empowerment, amen? We don't have to sin, amen? He says, pray that you're counted worthy to escape all these things that are coming to pass, that shall come to pass. And to stand before the Son of Man. Oh, I want to be worthy, Lord. Have you prayed that prayer? Lord, I want to be ready. Lord, I want to be ready. Lord, if there's anything in my life that needs to change, Lord, I want it, I want it changed. Amen. How many of you are with me on this message? <laughs> One last passage of Scripture. Here's what Jesus said again, and this is some uh, basic instruction over there in Luke chapter 12. I want to read again verse 35. Let, the, let your loins be girt about with truth. Now the loins, he's talking about Peter in 1 Peter chapter 1, 13, verse 13. He says, let the loins of your mind, amen, be girded about with truth. Let your mind be be continually renewed. Amen. Otherwise, you're going to be conforming to this world. It says, be not conformed to the world. Don't be living like the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Let the, the loins of your mind be, be girded about with truth. Amen. And that's this word. Meditate upon it. Think on it. Think about the instructions he's given you. Amen. And say, Lord, I, wa I, want, I want to live according to your word. And then he said, let your lights be burning. 
What does that mean? It says to let your light so shine before men. We are the light of the world. Amen. Go out into that darkness and, and let your light be burning. Amen. Amen. And he says, you yourselves as men that wait for their Lord when he shall return from the wedding, that, he, that when he comes and knocks, they may open to him immediately. And he said, blessed are those servants whom the Lord, when he comes, shall find so watching. Amen. The promise is, for verily I, Jesus said this, he said, I say unto you that he shall gird himself and make them to sit down to meet, and I will come forth and serve them. Hallelujah. Praise God. What a promise. Now, that's just a few basic instructions. How many of you believe the Word of God? You know, I, I could take an old Bible and I could rip that page out and just, we don't want that. You know, that's not for today. There's people that dispensationalize this word. No, this word will never pass away. Not one jot, not one tittle, till all will be fulfilled. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Basic instruction before leaving earth. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Now... As a pastor, uh, what I see, even in this little church, some of you find things more important than the house of God at times. From Sunday morning to Sunday night, there'll be, a, there'll be those that won't, won't be there. Wednesday night, there'll be those that won't be there. You say, well, pastor, is that really important? Is it really that important? After all, I got things to do. Huh? Why, you know there's a television program on. Maybe a ball game. Oh, man, this is terrible. Isn't that crazy to talk like that? Huh? You know, just figure out how many hours there are in a week. I think it's something like 168 hours in a week. Okay, we're here the two hours this morning and maybe an hour and a half tonight and one hour on Wednesday night. and mm, That's four and a half hours. Now, you know, I know some people don't. I, I don't expect Carl to drive clear from Meeker every time but four and a half hours off of 168 hours wow well is that important well the word of God says this not to forsake the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is even back then and so much the more as you see the day approaching. You know what? The church in America has went the other way. We used to have revivals every night. We, we went five weeks, five-week revival. It killed kill some of you off. 
I mean, five weeks revival? Oh, we did take Monday night off. Oh, yeah, we did. Oh, that was way back then. That's not really that important. Whoa, whoa, whoa. How about the coming of the Lord? Call a prayer meeting and see where you get. Oh, brother. Oh, brother, sit down, shut up. You're just... No, that's the Word of God. The Word of God says not to forsake. That's basic instruction. The assembling of yourselves together and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Wow. Oh, well, it's just the Word of God. Is it really that important? You know what this old gentleman right back here that gave us this property this is punk, was his pumpkin patch. He said, if you ain't going to believe that Bible with, with snuff <laughs> dripping off his chin, you ought to throw it in the, in the stove. So what do you say? If you're not going to believe the Bible, you ought to stick it in the stove. I mean, that was coming from an old guy that... I mean, you knew Buster. <laughs> Quite an old guy. But he was saying the truth. Amen. Stand up for me. Thank you, Jesus. We, I love you. Jesus loves you. Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we're grateful to you. And Lord, we thank you that it's not, it's not, Lord, a ministry of, of the law, but it's a ministry of your spirit, Lord. That you've come, Lord, and you've given us the greatest gift that mankind has ever could, could receive. The gift of yourself through the power of the Holy Spirit. We ask you to fill us, Lord. Fill us, Lord Jesus, with your Spirit. That we would be consumed, O oh God, of that fire. That would consume the dross that's in our lives, Lord. And that our hearts would, would cry out and hunger and thirst, Lord. For you're the only one that satisfies us, Lord. You said we would be blessed if we hunger and if we thirst after your righteousness. For we will be filled. Lord, we need you. We need you. We desperately need you. Lord, we desperately need you. Lord, you are the breath. You are the breath that we breathe, Lord. You are life. And we thank you, Jesus, for the promise of your soon coming. Let there be an awakening, Lord. Let there be a great awakening in my spirit, in the spirits of every one of us here, Lord, that there's such an anticipation that, Lord, like, like Noah moved with fear, that we would move with your spirit, God, in this hour, in this time, in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, if you're, if you're uh, looking 